Attention SLPs and OTs with existing private practices. Are you ready to level up your private practice and your life and make this your breakthrough year? If so, join us for Make More in 2024, a free training offered on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern to discover how to shift from clinician to CEO. During the training, we'll talk about the importance of maximizing your income, adding revenue streams, setting up systems, and more so that you can ultimately work smarter and build a successful, sustainable, and sellable business. To sign up, just visit growyourprivatepractice.com backslash training. Don't miss the chance to learn how to effectively navigate the growth phase of the private practice journey. See you on the training. My name is Jenna Castro-Casbon. I am part of a group of private practitioners who have taken client care into our own hands. We are skilled clinicians who pride ourselves on providing high quality care to our clients and their families. We are fighting against productivity requirements, administrative red tape, and unnecessary restrictions. We started our own private practices to take control of our professional and personal lives, of our schedules, of our incomes, of our future. We work hard for our clients, but on our terms. We believe in helping others, but also helping ourselves. We are not interested in competing with each other because we hope we'll all make it. We are successful private practitioners, and these are our stories. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Private Practice Success Stories. Tonight, you're going to hear from Zach. Zach is a speech-language pathologist in the Los Angeles area, and Zach is going to share his story of how he has started his private practice and what big plans he has coming up for the, from the future. He has hit a little bit of a roadblock, but nonetheless, he is pushing through that, and he is set to be the first person in the Los Angeles area to offer this new service. So with no further ado, Here's Zach. Before we get started, can you tell us your name, your location, and the name of your private practice? Yes, so I'm Zach Smith. I'm based out of Los Angeles, California, and I operate Centerpoint Speech, which is an assessment and treatment-based private practice for adults with speech, uh, language, and swallowing issues. And I also operate SoCal Swallowing and Voice Diagnostics, which is a mobile endoscopy service for um, fees and stroboscopy. Fantastic. So you do a lot of things. Yes, I, uh, I try to keep busy. Nice. So are you doing your private practice full time or on the side? Uh, so right now, during, uh, during the day, I work actually as an acute care SLP at, uh, at a hospital here in LA. And from late afternoon to evening, I, uh, I see private clients, um, I guess I would say on the side. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, all right, so acute care in the day, then in the early afternoon or late afternoon, early evening, are you going around to people's homes? Yes. So, um, you know, uh, when I set up my private practice, I knew that, uh, you know, part of working with adults, um, especially for me with neurological issues is, uh, you know, a whole host of other things, you know, medical complexities, mm-hmm. limited mobility, limited access to transportation. So, um I wanted to take that piece out for my patients. And 
now I drive around greater Los Angeles to see my patients, but it's paid off. Um, a lot of people really respond to, I don't have to go anywhere to see you. You'll come to me and uh, it's worked so far. That's fantastic. And what is your favorite of the kind of diagnoses that you treat? What is your most favorite kind of client to work with? Uh, I would say my, f I, I have two. My favorite are um, patients with non-fluent aphasias mm -hmm. and uh, patients with uh, dysphagia and maybe co-occurring voice disorders. Fantastic. Good. Okay. So interesting um, that, so that is kind of like a, a specialty, I suppose, in, in the, you know, the kind of adult neurogenic realm. Mm -hmm. um, earlier, you had mentioned also a mobile fees setup. Can you tell us about that? Yes. Yeah, so um, I, early on in my career, I worked in skilled nursing and one of the biggest issues that I have um, both professionally and, and uh, as I'd say professionally, personally, and ethically was that um, any of the facilities that I worked at were highly resistive to any kind of instrumental, whether it was modified barium swallow, fees. Um, I did have a few patients with uh, new onsets of voice disorders, so there were a few stroboscopy referrals, um, and I was met with pretty hard no's. Um, you know, due to money or due to, oh, the patient can't leave the facility, they're too medically fragile or, you know, whatever the reason was. Um, and it was frustrating because I, I personally believe that, you know, if you're identifying clinically someone presents with signs of any dysphagia, they deserve a thorough evaluation, which to me includes instrumentation. Um, we can't diagnose what we can't see. And that was something that kind of led me to uh, want to open this up. And I knew Teresa Richard in New York. Um, she does this full-time in uh, mobile dysphagia diagnostics. So I reached out to her and, and basically said, I'm in LA, I wanna bring what you do out here, please help. Uh, and uh, she's been a fantastic resource since then and uh, almost, almost up and running. There's still a few snags with California state laws regarding SLPs and fees and mobile services, but, uh, but we're getting there. So that's a really fantastic way for you to kind of um, level up your private practice, right? Mm -hmm. um, I know that it's still in the works with figuring out the laws and everything, but once you get that up and running, what kind of um, contacts are you going to try to establish in order to have that mobile fees service really working itself through the LA area? So, so right now, um, with the way the word, with the way the laws are written out here, it's it's easiest to start with ENTs themselves. Um, you know, they're with the with the way the laws are written, they're kind of the be all end all for our services. Um, so, in working with them directly, that's something that I'm I'm hoping to establish is to make a lot of contact with ENTs. But um, I also know a good amount of medical speech pathologists in greater Los Angeles are kind of in the same place that I was at where they're just frustrated that they can't do what they need to for their patients. So, you know, in talking with them and kind of getting them on board with, uh, with those types of services, I'm hoping to kind of establish a nice network of referrals and, uh, and evaluations to be completed in them. You know, I do the evaluation and I hand off that patient back to whoever the therapist who was the referral source mm -hmm. at that point. 
Oh, that sounds like such a great setup in terms of really kind of building each other's businesses, right? Because mm -hmm. you can do this one aspect of it, but maybe they'll do the treatment. Mm -hmm. It's very, you know, it's very collaborative, um, especially in skilled nursing where they're going to have a speech pathologist on staff. So I come in, I give them the results that they need. It's the same day the speech pathologist can be there and be part of the evaluation so they can actually see themselves what's going on with their patient and then they're able to better treat that patient because they know the presenting deficits and they know how to treat it at that point. That sounds like a phenomenal setup. So your plan for the future is to get referrals from ENTs. Where are you currently getting referrals for your, your current private practice as it is now? So the, the for the, the, the one aspect for you know my my assessment and treatment, um, my my largest source of referrals has actually been word of mouth. Um, you know, I had a, a patient of mine when uh, when I was working in home healthcare for home uh, home health um, organizations. Uh, I was referred to him. He was in dire need of speech therapy. He had never had it before, um, but I was only given four sessions to work with him mm -hmm. and. I knew that wasn't enough and they knew that that was enough. You know, they, I, I remember I told them, you know, you were only approved for four sessions and no chance of, you know, re-upping that. And just the look on their face was complete hopelessness. You know, what, what are we going to do in basically two weeks? Um, so I discharged him and about a month later, uh, they called me and they said, you know, we're, we're done with that agency. Can we just pay you to come out and see us? And, you know, at that point, they're, you know, they're looking for services of their own. Of course, I can see you. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they've, they've sent a few people that they know to me. Um, but we also have for Los Angeles, a, a Facebook group dedicated to private practitioners throughout, I, I'm going to say greater, greater LA. Mm -hmm. um, I think as far as I know, our, our furthest member is Santa Monica, I think, which isn't too far, but um, yeah, we have a great a great Facebook group. Everybody's active in it, but um, people will post referrals that they don't treat themselves. So I get a lot of um, therapists who work with EI or, you know, peds and they'll tell, you know, post up, Hey, I got a referral for um, a patient with a traumatic brain injury. I don't know how to treat them. Is there anybody who's available? And, um, you know, I'll get referrals through there and I send referrals through that myself. Um, you know, it's just a really collaborative environment that's, uh, that's led to, I feel like a good amount of patients being seen who may not have been seen otherwise. Right, because that's the part where people can start to fall through the cracks, right? Mm -hmm. If they tell someone like, oh, hey, um, I'm having this problem, or I have a family member or a friend who has this problem, and then they say, oh, well, I only treat kids, I don't really know any SLPs who do adults, you know, whatever, then that person, that could be like a total stopgap for them, right? Where they just aren't getting anything. Exactly. It's really nice for you to be able to develop this collaborative relationship with other clinicians in the LA area, um, some of which probably aren't really competitors at all if they only do pediatrics and you only do adults. But I would imagine that LA is big enough that there may also be other people who, who only or primarily or also service adults who you may also start to share referrals with just based on geography or time availability or whatever. Is that right? 
Yes. So, you know, um, I actually know um, two definitive therapists out here who just treat adults and um, they've sent me a few referrals. Um, unfortunately, I haven't had anything for them yet because uh, I'm not getting any um, any kind of outreach from the areas that they serve. But, um, you know, it, it would definitely be a two-way street at that point where they know the areas that I service, I know the areas that they service. And yes, it's all greater LA, but like you said, LA is a huge city and, you know, one person can't cover everything. Um, I mean, even um, as recently as early as this year, I was asked to um, consult for another clinic on one of their patients is just to, you know, as a new set of eyes, new set of ears and listening to this patient and kind of, you know, what would potential next steps be? And that's the the kind of environment that we have out here. You know, we're all, I mean, I guess you, you would say, you know, quote unquote competitors and that we're all separate businesses, but it's, it's not like that at all. It's very collaborative. Um, you know, like I said, people are referring clients to each other almost on a daily basis. Um, you know, if not daily, and uh, everybody works really well out here, even though we're all from different practices. That's fantastic. Enough people to go around, right? Exactly. I love it. I, love I, think, it. I think the the overall kind of feeling out here is so long as our patients are being seen, it's, that's, you know, that's what we all got into the business for, was ultimately to help our patients not you know, to hoard them away and make them stay on a waiting list for three months. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. No, that's, this is definitely the responsible thing to do um, and the ethical thing to do and just the, the humanistic thing to do. So I think that that's wonderful that you guys have that set up. And I think that that's anyone who listening who's in a community um, who maybe there are other private practitioners, this might be something worth starting for your area. Um, it, it could be a really great resource uh, for you and everyone else, but really mostly the potential clients that you guys have to serve. So um, let this be a nice model of what's happening with Zach and these folks in LA to maybe think about doing for your own um, communities. Oh, for sure. I'd highly recommend it. And, you know, if anybody listening has any questions, um, I'm in all of the Facebook groups. So feel free to, to message me and I'm more than happy to kind of help you know a little bit more about what we've been doing out here. I think that's great. Fantastic. So Zach, where do you see yourself in the next six to 12 months? Uh, in the next six to 12 months, I'm hoping to more so expand, um, the mobile endoscopy. Um, you know, that's kind of where my focus has been more so right now is getting that aspect of my practice up and running. Um, but I'd like to see more, you know, for referrals coming through, um, the other portion of my practice as well. Um, I really like working more in my private practice. I mean, I love, I love the acute work that I do, but I like working, oh, excuse me. Um, I like working in uh, the private aspect of my, my practice because I'm able to provide the services that I professionally feel my patients would benefit from. I'm not restricted by a director telling me I can't do it or from an administrator saying that I, you know, I won't get funding if I, you know, if I try to do it this way, it's, you know, it's an open and, and candid conversation between me and my patients. And you know, not only what I think they would benefit from what I know and or think they could afford, um, what insurance will cover. It's, it's a, it's a much better setup, I think. So that's kind of where I'm looking to expand more into over the next year. That's fantastic. Um, what other tips would you give to people who are either just getting started or just curious 
like in the curiosity phase of thinking about private practice? Reach out to your network. I mean, we have, I think I'm in at least five that I can think of private practice groups on Facebook. Um, and that's not just for people who are up and running. Um, you know, I, I know that there are people who post in those groups regularly. I'm thinking about doing this. Um, what should I do? Um, you know, and there's always someone in that group who was in your shoes at some point. Um, so definitely reach out to your network. Definitely know your strengths. Um, you know, I'm, I'm proud to admit I'm not a generalist. I don't know how to treat everything. I mean, like I said, I, I can't treat pediatric patients. Um, you know, so knowing your strengths and being able to market yourself, um, that you have strengths in these areas and there is a need for that in your area. That's something, you know, you take that and run with it. Um, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, you're there to, to help your patients. And if you think setting up your services can do that, take a chance on yourself. You know, you're, you, you owe it to yourself to do that. I think that that's really solid advice, right? You, you said something in there that I thought was really important, which is that everyone was a beginner at some point, mm -hmm. right? And yep. you're, you're at a, a place now where you, you've started, you're underway, you have a vision for mm -hmm. the future and what lies ahead, um, but you probably don't even quite know where you're going yet. You know, not, not at this point. I mean, like I said, I, I would consider this, you know, my practice is, you know, part-time at best right now. Um, and, you know, that's the thing about being part-time is, I would love to do this, but you know, it depends on referrals. It depends on, you know, everything continuing to go right. And, you know, in working in, in healthcare for 90% of my career, I know that, you know, there's uh, there's always ups and downs, you know, when it rains, it pours. And when it doesn't, you know, you're look out, but uh, you know, just kind of keeping that attitude of, you know, my door is open. I'm ready to, to treat whoever, you know, needs it and, and, you know, would professionally benefit from it, you know, can't go wrong. Yeah. And just to be open to where the journey takes you, right? I mean, you've, sure. you've said, you know, um, for example, that you have, you know, some consulting or, you know, or, what, you know, you just never know what kinds of opportunities um, might pop up. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's really important for all of us to be open to whatever those possibilities might be. You know, for example, you might, you know, have an opportunity to teach, right? Or you may have an opportunity to take on some independent contractors. You know, you just, you never really know where this is going to lead you. Then you can have a vision and you can have a plan, um, but still be open to other things coming along and then making smart decisions about, you know, really listening to your gut and thinking, okay, how might this play out in the short and long term really before making a decision? Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, like you said, you never know where, an unexpected opportunity is going to take you, um, you know, and for me, the consulting that I, I have done, it's been, it's been great. I've, you know, established relationships with other speech pathologists who I may not have met otherwise, um, you know, and that's something that has been invaluable to me. Um, you know, so, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm giving you advice on, you know, staying open to it, but I'm staying open to it myself. You know, you never know. And uh, it could be your next best career move. I love that. That was a, that's a great way to kind of end on that note. Um, unless you have anything else to add that we haven't touched on that you think is important to share. 
Um, you know, I mean, just like I've said, um, you know, if you're interested in private practice and, and you want to hear more, reach out to someone, you know, who's, who's doing it or is setting things up, you know, the bigger than, you know, the bigger the net you cast, the more you're going to learn. So don't be afraid. It's a, it's a wild ride, but it's fun. (laughs) I love it. And you are certainly having a wild ride. Oh, I love it. (laughs) And as soon as this law stuff gets straightened out, you're going to have fun with your difficulties. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Zach. I um, really appreciate you sharing this information and sharing your story. And I wish you the best of luck. Please be in touch as you get up and running and let us know um, how both your your regular private practice and then also your mobile fees business is shaking out. Because I would love to hear how that goes. Oh, will do. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. All right. Have a good night. Thanks. You too. Thank you for listening to this episode of Private Practice Success Stories. I hope that you were impressed, inspired, and are ready to take action. Speaking of which, do you need help starting your private practice or taking it to the next level? Then join the Private Practice Solution. Inside of our exclusive members area, you'll discover fabulous, time-saving resources that will help you be the successful private practitioner you've always wanted to be. There's also a vibrant community of smart clinicians working together to help more people while making more money. If you're looking for step-by-step resources, member discounts, and a supportive community of like-minded people, consider this your invitation to join us. So go ahead and sign up now at www.theprivatepracticesolution.com. See you in the members area. Well, this episode might be over, but we don't have to say goodbye. Head on over to independentclinician.com for resources that will help you at each stage of your private practice journey. If you're on Instagram, let's connect. Follow me and send me a DM. I'm at Independent Clinician. And if you're on Facebook, make sure that you join the SLP and OT Private Practice Beginners Facebook group. All right, off to help more regular SLPs and OTs become successful private practitioners. Let me know if I can help you too.